Welcome to True Mysteries, Stories of the Strange and Unexplained, brought to you by Owl Creek Press, where there's always a free book waiting for you. Check it out, owlcreekpress.com. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Today, the story of a ghost, a vengeful spirit, and a vampire. The state of Oregon abounds with hauntings, from Wolf Creek, just off the I-5, to Cannon Beach, to just off the coast, to Astoria, the oldest coastal town. We'll start our triple ghost tales there, well, three hours south at the Wakina Head Lighthouse. The lighthouse haunting began in 1899 with the fictional story, The Haunted Lighthouse, written by Lucian Miller. The Wakina Bay Lighthouse was built in 1871 and decommissioned in 1874 in favor of a more modern structure. The original was built of wood and remained vacant for over 80 years. The lighthouse was first said to be haunted around the turn of the last century, when it was rumored that a teenage girl named Muriel and her friends visited the abandoned lighthouse and found a secret door that opened to a tunnel that led to the beach. When they left the building, Muriel went back to get the scarf she dropped. After not joining her friends, they went back to find her, only to discover the secret door closed and locked, and her blood-covered scarf on the floor. Now remember, this is a synopsis of an 1899 story, a work of fiction, but the story has since taken on a life of its own. For over 120 years, visitors walking the beach have said they've seen the face of a young girl looking out to sea from above the topmost rail of the lighthouse. Others have seen a woman in white step off the cliff just beyond the lighthouse, but vanish before hitting the beach. This can't be fictitious. Or could it be the fictitious Muriel? So who was she? Perhaps the ghost of the author? No one really knows for sure. We'll continue down Coast U.S. Highway 101 to Cannon Beach between the town and where Highway 26 intersects with 101. It is on the short decommissioned stretch of Old Highway 101 that you may encounter the bandage man. He's always seen wrapped in bloody bandages and gives off the stench of rotting flesh. Since the first sighting of the bandage man, it's been reported that he has jumped into parked or slow-moving vehicles where he then proceeds to break windows. It's said that he eats dogs and cats and is responsible for several murders. In the 1960s, the early 60s, a young couple drove onto that short strip of road to be alone and make out. The aging pickup they were in began to rock, and they looked out the rear window of the cab. The bandage man was in the truck bed, and as soon as they locked eyes, he began pounding on the roof of the cab, and as the young man behind the wheel accelerated in the direction of town, the bandage man smashed the rear window shortly before vanishing. Now, it's believed that the bandage man is the spirit of a logger who was torn to shreds out of the logging mill. The earliest documented appearance was in the early 1950s. The young couple whose aging pickup was dented and the window smashed still live in the seaside town. A resident from Cannon Beach spoke at length about the bandage man at a paranormal investigator's group, stating that she had been aware of the spirit in bandages for 40 years and was a child when the community began talking about the bandage man and even said she knew some of the family of the kid that first encountered him while he was with his girlfriend on that strip of decommissioned highway. For over 68 years, this bandaged phantom has haunted what is now called Bandage Man Road, 
and has hitched a ride in many vehicles over those six decades, but always vanishes before reaching the town. Now, from Cannon Beach, take US 26 East to Oregon 217 through the town of Beaverton and pick up Interstate 5 south to exit 76 at Wolf Creek. Here you will find the Wolf Creek Inn and Restaurant built in 1883 in classical revival style. It has the distinction of being the longest running inn and restaurant in the Pacific Northwest. Early in the 20th century, it boasted guests of such people as Clark Gable and Carol Lombard. Jack London wrote Valley of the Moon from a tiny room in the inn. More recently, its rooms were let to John Wayne during the filming of True Grit, and later Robert Redford. But Robert and Wendy Sheldon chose a campsite deep in the woods, just off of Wolf Creek's Stagecoach Park, a little off the beaten path, out of sight from anyone hiking a nearby trail. They felt they wanted to be a little isolated. Robert Sheldon was sitting at a campfire enjoying the solitude while his wife was in the tent laying out sleeping bags when he heard a crashing in the woods. Moments later, a little girl walked into the campsite. It was almost dark. Robert was concerned and asked if she was lost. When she didn't answer, he persuaded her to sit by the fire while he went into the tent to get his wife. When the two stepped back into the camp's clearing, the little girl was gone. Where she had been, a man stood with his back to the tent. Robert commented that the girl must be his daughter and how glad he and his wife were that he had found her. But when the stranger turned, Robert and Wendy were horrified. His eyes were red against a pale skin. Long hair swayed as he turned his hunched body and brushed the tangled hair back with fingers outstretched. Long fingernails curled at the ends. Without thought for their packs and tent, they fled never to return. Many spirits at Haunt Wolf Creek Inn are benign, but there is one that's far more sinister, simply described as a little girl that turns into a vampire-like creature. The mysterious specter has been seen on the grounds and even within the inn itself. It boasts the fangs you'd expect and is often described as having blood around its mouth. Some people believe this creature is actually the ghost of a mentally disturbed girl who wandered away from her parents, but no one understands a dramatic change. Others have attributed its presence to a spirit of the woods or to some sort of cryptozoological beast. While no one knows for sure what the relationship between the ghost girl and the vampire might be, it doesn't seem to menace the patrons of Wolf Creek Inn too much, though there is one story of it biting a guest. One night, two hikers were moving through the woods in the region of Wolf Creek, and they say that they saw the vampire creature. Later that night, they went to Wolf Creek Inn for lodging, and one of them discovered unexplained bite marks on his neck. Both hikers suspected the marks had come from the strange vampire they had seen in the woods. There have been reports from the owners, workers, and guests of Wolf Creek Inn of seeing an odd ghost-like creature with a slight resemblance to a vampire lurking around the inn, as well as the surrounding forest. People who have seen this creature have described the image of the stranger that visited the Sheldon's camp. I'm Kit Crum, and you've been listening to True Mysteries. Stories of the Strange and Unexplained. Thanks for listening.